0: Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners, so I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to a second bonus episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. (laughs) Sitting in my mentoring seat, I pretty much get an access all areas pass with the women I work with. I get the inside track in their businesses for sure, but also how they're operating in the various other areas of their lives, their health, energy management, life admin, the works. Believe me, it is fascinating. This week, I hosted a masterclass called Behind the Success Scenes, and as a special bonus, I'm sharing that masterclass today on the show as well. You'll learn how one pushed through decades of self-doubt to build her profile and secured epic revenue as a result how another unlearned years of pushing herself too hard and resulting serious health issues to find a balance that works for her, and how yet another mentee relinquished the need to be on the tools, as I call it, to step back and work on her business rather than in it. Oh, and five times the size of her team in the process. If you're ready to take your business and life to the next level, and want to learn the strategies these brilliant women use, enjoy this episode. And in this episode, I also share more about my new mentoring program, Bold Darling. And doors are open until Thursday, 31st of March. Get your application in via my website, lorainemurphy.com.au. So I've just started recording, and for anyone watching back, welcome, welcome, welcome to this session. And what I was just sharing with the group is this session is very much going to be a behind-the-scenes experience of Goldarling, so what these group mentoring sessions look like each month. I'm also going to make sure I allow time for questions, so if you've got burning business questions or starting a business questions, please drop them into the chat. My trusty assistant, Laura, is she here? She's here. She's here, Yes is going to be screen grabbing all the questions. So you just drop them in as we go. Don't worry about distracting me. And then she'll give them all to me then at the end for the Q&A time. So my intention here is to, to move pretty pacey. So if you've got a notebook handy, please use it. I'm going to be pretty pacey. And then um, my intention then is to allow 10 to 15 minutes of Q&A at the end. So please have your questions ready because as per uh, the Bull Darling sessions, I will be allowing lots of time to troubleshoot uh, business questions there as well. So welcome. I would love to know what's your one burning challenge in your business or your career or your life right now? Drop it into chat because as much as possible, I want to make sure that I'm steering this session in in line with that. And and I also want to say I've got a kick-ass bonus. So if building your profile is on your radar, there's a kick-ass bonus that I'll be sharing at the very end of this session as well. So I'll be dropping, well, Laura. We'll be dropping a link to that bonus in at the very end as well. So I would really invite you to stay to the end and, and share this, this hour with us. So plan for here. I'm going to present a masterclass to you. And then I'm going to step through any questions that you might have as well. I have so much I want to take you through. I'm like, okay, Lauren. <laughs> How can I not completely bamboozle people with too much information? So getting questions ready. And and why I wanted to create this session was I get to work really really intimately with my mentees. So just looking, Elka. Hi Elka. She signed up for Bell Darling as well. We got to work together together. Um, Tamara has worked with me one on one. Like Caitlin has worked with me one on one in Love Club. Anyone who's worked with me will know, like, I get, it, it's very intimate. <laughs> I really get to know the full, I guess, the full uh, trajectory, the full experience of, of that someone is experiencing. And that's very much why I did create um, the, the the bull Darling, because what I wanted to do was recognize the fact that our business success doesn't just come from, like, having amazing businesses. It actually also comes from everything that's underneath, as I say, the tip of the iceberg as well in our lives and our businesses. So. When I say I'm taking you behind the scenes of my most top performing mentees, or three of them today, I'm I'm 100% doing that. And I'm also going to touch on not just what they did in their businesses, but also what they did in their lives more broadly as well. So the first person that I want to share with you is Lucy. I'm going to share three stories with you today. I'm going to share Lucy, I'm going to share Michelle, and I'm going to share Liz. And each for very different reasons. But the similar similarity that they have between themselves is that they are all they've all scaled their businesses significantly over the last year to three years. Um, but their individual blocks are very, very different, as you'll see as we go through this. And I think that's the other reminder is that in businesses, I, I, I really worry and I struggle with um, coaches or mentors or, or trainers to say, you know, I've got the one solution. I've got exactly what you need to be successful in your life and business because all of us are so different. You know, every single one of us sitting here on this session together today have very different challenges. Like what Portia Haimelov is experiencing is very different to what Karen's experiencing, is very different to what Vicky's experiencing. So I don't believe that there's like a standard uh, template or one size fits all or three step plan. It's going to be very, very individual. And um, so as you'll experience with these three stories, every single one of these mentees have been, they very, very different stories. So first person I want to introduce you to is Liz. So Liz is based in Brisbane, and she reached out to me two years ago, (laughs) almost exactly, I think, to the month, because we were going to do our initial session in person, and then the world went batshit crazy. So we didn't get to do that. So it's pretty much been exactly two years since I have worked, um, I've been working with Liz. So Liz's business, she's got actually two businesses. She's got an exercise physiology business, which is a bricks and mortar business. She, at the time we started working together, had five different branches around the country. And she also had her passion project, which she had just started, which is called Kids Heart Pilates, which is so cute. It's about teaching kids Pilates. So she goes into like daycares and schools and also has an online program that parents can teach their kids Pilates as well. So two very, very different businesses, um, very different life stages for each of those two businesses. And um, she also has two children, who, two young children, quite similar ages to my kids. And and she had a pattern of overwork. Uh, so Liz's pattern was that she would work her absolute ass off, burn herself out, and and then she would experience health issues. So those health issues have included, <laughs> this, is, this is not a comprehensive list, but she had laryngitis. She's had gastro. She's had tonsillitis. And, and interesting for any of you who follow Louise Hayes' work, you'll know that the throat is our throat. Our throat is our it's our throat chakra. It's all around communication. So a lot of Liz's issues would come up around her throat. You know, overworking, feeling resentment um, towards you know the fact that she was overworking, feeling blocked, and then that would all kind of like just stagnate in her throat chakra, and she would experience um, throat issues. But the biggest issue of all that she had, she actually had a stroke at thirty six. Um, and I've got full body goosebumps just sharing that with you because, you know, we we think and one of my closest friends actually had a, had a stroke at 35, I think she was. And I remember going to see her in the hospital and she was in the stroke ward like she was with 70 and 80 year olds. It was so bizarre to walk in and see a young woman lying in a hospital bed. You know, it was just I've just I've still got goosebumps thinking about visiting her um, at that time. So Liz had a stroke and and that was probably the most, as you can imagine, the most acute experience of her running that pattern. So when Liz and I started working together, I would say she was back in the cycle of burning out. She was kind of back there. She was kind of starting to, to do that spiral again. And and her challenge was that she wanted to grow her business, but she How do I grow my business if I already know that I'm a a chronic overworker? Is this just going to cause even more acute and more intense and more chronic health issues? So we had a really big challenge on our hands to navigate. How do we help her grow the business without landing her, You know, being very frank with you, landing her back in hospital again? So since we've worked together in the last two years, her business has grown. Both the businesses have grown. Kids Heart Pilates is an established business now. It is growing at the rate of knots, which is so exciting to see. And I think the big, well, lots of big things. Another big thing that she's experienced as well is that the, the physio business, so the bricks and mortar business has also grown, but it's so much less dependent on Liz. Like Liz used to have to show up to that, to those businesses every single day. She used to have to travel interstate regularly because some of, some of her clinics were down in New South Wales. And so that business isn't dependent on her time anymore. And, and also, her health has been really good you know we've had some health issues and um, she had gastro she had um, a, a throat issue again she needed to let go or move on as I like to say move on a really toxic team member and as predicted I actually said to her maybe I planted seed for her I said you know just be aware your your throat stuff might flare up again now because this is a lot of you know you bottle this up for so long and now you're about to take pretty big action um, towards resolving this issue and she got she got laryngitis again, and um, but other than that her health has been really really good and and if you follow her um, I'll just actually type in this is this is her oh I'm hoping I'm getting this right yeah Lizzie D exercise physiologist I think that's it and um, Laura would you just check that link and just let me know if it works just check that in Insta thank you and. Um, And if you see her, like she's glowing, like she glows from the inside out now. And that's she's got a renovation underway. Her businesses, as I said, have both grown. And so what did she do? I didn't want this just to be here's some info. This is, you know, where someone came from and where they're at now. I want to share with you, like, what are the actual things that each of these women did? First thing that Liz did is she committed to her own healing and her own growth. And and I think that was a conversation that her and I had in that very, very first intensive session. I said to her, look, are you, are you ready to change? Because you can keep running this pattern. You know, in some way, this pattern is serving you. Um, but in a lot of ways, it's not. So first thing, she committed. She said, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Oh, thank you, Laura. I thought that was Liz posting. I was like, she was saying she might drop in, but I didn't know she was here. Um, so she committed, right? She made that commitment. That's the first thing that she did. The second thing she did is she recognized her own patterns. And, and it's very hard often to recognize our own patterns. <laughs> we need someone external to us often to, to call that out. So for me, I get called out on that by Wade. He's he's very generous in calling out my, my patterns. But I've also got business besties around me. So I walk with Leela every Monday night and she calls it out to me. She said, Do you know, like, this is what you're doing again. And so I've got people around me who call it. So we need to surround ourselves with people who are going to call it. And the challenge for those for those of us who can I just ask who actually has team members like you've got a team in your business with you? Just give me a hands up. So a few few of you who are on video have. You know it's it's hard. We I think in the past I've asked I've, I've wanted my team to call me out on it, um, but it's really difficult for them to do that. You know when they're they employee, um, they're employer, they're they're not necessarily going to call me out on my own BS. So she was open to recognizing those patterns, and she was open to have to being called out on those patterns as well. She also created really clear roadmaps for each of the businesses. So remember I told you both those businesses were at very different life stages. The the customers are very different. They're they're polar, polar opposite businesses in many ways. So what we asked, what, what we did was we created individual roadmaps. So what Liz actually has is since we started working together two years ago, she's got a roadmap for Kids Pilates and she's got a roadmap for, for Northside Allied Health. And she's got a quarterly plan. Every 90 days, we designed the, the quarterly plan for each of those businesses. So we had a really clear roadmap. She knew where, where she was going and she knew where she was. She knew where she wanted to get to and she knew the roadmap to get her to where she wanted to get to. And then she implemented those roadmaps. Uh, I know we have all had experiences of creating this amazing plan. You know, it's color coded, it's diarized. We've We've, we've got the accountability buddy and, and we don't make it happen. So I think what was really, really key for Liz is that she went and she implemented the roadmap that she committed to implementing. But the biggest thing, honestly, of everything that Liz has done is she got really, really intentional about filling her own tank. because what we need to realize as business owners, and I've realized this myself time and time again over the years of you know almost 10 years now running my own businesses, is that when when I am good, Everything in my life is good, not just the business. you know my kids are great, my self and relationship is great, my relationships with my friends is great, my well-being is good. But what we do, and this is the whole reason that I've started Bull Darling, is that we sacrifice ourselves on the altar of our businesses, or we sacrifice ourselves on the altars of our families or our careers or whatever it might be. So what Liz did, and this was the biggest change for her in her own patterns. Was she got really, really intentional that how could she fill her tank? How could she create the space and the time to, to think and to recharge in order to go and create what she wanted to create in in both the businesses? So as an example, just these are just an example, two of the things that I think have been the most potent that Liz has done. Actually, I'm going to give you three. Give you a bonus one. First of all, Wednesday is her time where she's not required in either of her businesses. And Jack DeLosa, who was one of my early business mentors, um, because I joined the entourage in like month three, I think, of of my first business. And he said to me, he created Jack Not Needed Days. (laughs) And they were days where he'd still work on the entourage, but he would do it from home and almost like practice, help his team practice, not having him within arm's length all the time to answer, answer the questions that they might have for him. So what Liz has essentially created is Liz not needed days on Wednesdays. So it's days that she does the proactive things that she wants to work on in her business. So thinking about what are the times, and for those of you on on this session, maybe an entire day isn't immediately achievable right now, but maybe two hours on a Wednesday morning is, or maybe two hours over lunch is. Another one of my mentees, um, Simone, I'm just wondering, I'm not sure if she's on the session, I can't see her right now. Simone, um, she's got an established business. But she's also in an incredibly fast growth startup at the moment. It's a fintech business. And it's just, like, we have our monthly sessions and she's hired three people since our last session, for example. It's going really, really, really quickly. So Simone, for her, it's not available to her right now to have a, an entire day where she's, avail- she's, she's not available to her team. It's growing too quickly. But instead, what she's done is she's created a two-hour lunch break. So rather than taking her usual hour on a Thursday for lunch, she's taking two hours uh, <laughs> I was gonna say she's taking her book to the beach, um, but clearly if anyone's in Sydney right now, you will know why that's probably not super available to us right now, given the rain. Um, but that's the intention for Simone, that she takes that time to to be, um, just time for her on, on a Thursday, but with that extended lunch break. The other thing that Liz has done is, she has created quarterly getaways for her. Sorry, my light's like, there's like a poltergeist in my light right now. I don't know what's going on. I think it's trying to startle me. Okay. Hopefully we're good. So the other thing that Liz has done is every quarter, initially, she just went away for one night. She'd book herself. She's in Brisbane, as you might remember. She goes to Noosa for one night. And, and on the, the day on either side of those nights, she does her quarterly planning. So she plans in some nice treat for herself, treats. She goes for a nice walk on the beach. She gets some nice food. And she takes the time to to look at. OK, this is where I'm at right now. What am I planning on doing for the next 90 days? And she got inspo from me. So for those of you who followed for a while, back in June 2020, I was really missing my Bali Bali retreat. So instead, I created a little retreat in Bondi. So I went away for a night to Bondi. And that was when the idea for my mastermind dropped in. Everything just became so clear in my business. So that's actually um, so many of my one-on-one mentees. The very first action from our intensive session is just to get some time away for them particularly for those of them those of of my mentees who are parents as well you know it's it's a lot you're you're in reactive mode a lot and creating just a small container even if it's half a day or a day or you know ideally an overnight for you just to think and be and be in your own juices you will be amazed at what drops in in terms of that clarity and we don't need to go to five star hotels like four star five star is amazing if if the budget uh, is is working for that right now But honestly, you could go to the local holiday park and stay in a tiny chalet for $100 that night and still get the same impact. You know, it's just about creating that space. As I said, that container for you. And I have to be really honest with you on this session. I am one of my my business coaches, Tina Tower, is on this. I don't know if any of you follow Tina, but she's on this like five week overseas trip right now. She's just hosted a a retreat for her group in Palm Springs in L.A., She's just arrived in Sedona, which has been on my vision board for two, three years. It's like this incredible space in the middle of the desert. Jack's actually just been in Sedona as well. And it's full on Lorraine's wish list. And I actually felt a bit teary looking at her stories this morning because I'm just craving that time so hard right now. Wilder's nine months old. He's still up once a night right now. And just to have that time away from me, like she was doing this tour of her hotel room and I was like, oh, like if it was possible to salivate at someone else's Insta story, I was salivating at Tina's this morning. And I know it's just a season. Like I know, I know we'll get back there and we'll get, to, I'll get to do those things again. But my biggest take out for you from Liz is to take that time and that space to be in your own juices and to think on your business. You know, there's one is, I can't remember who said it. Someone said the most important t- thing we can do with our time is to think. And that's why so few people do it, <laughs> you know? I think often in businesses, we think that thinking out our businesses and having some time is, it's almost a luxury rather than it's a necessity. There's a reason that Barack Obama, throughout his presidency, spent two hours with not doing anything every, every night. So he would kiss um, Michelle and the kids goodnight and he would spend two hours in his office in the, in, the, in the Oval Office just thinking and processing. You know there's a reason why people who are really, really successful do this. There's a, a big leaf that we can take out of their books. So what I'd love to invite you to do is think about what, how could you create more space for you, some thinking time for you? Is it a night in a hotel? Is it an extended lunch break like what my, my mentee Simone is doing right now? Is it a week away on a health retreat? Uh, for those of you who listened to my um, podcast chat with my my business bestie Jules, she was talking about the five-day health retreat that she went on. You know, what what is it? You know, what what is... um. What's the thing that you could book in now that's achievable and realistic for you right now? Whether that's time or family commitments or budget-wise, what's the thing that you could plan right now to create that space that that time filling space that my beautiful mentee Liz has done? Because I can tell you of everything she has done for the last two years. It's that time that I think has been the most potent for her, and I think I think she would align with that as well. So just take a moment to share in the chat. What's one thing? that would help you do that. And I'm just gonna have a look at the chat as well. Emily, oh, you've got the vid, I'm so sorry. Cozy up, Nurofen and vitamin C. Uh, I was taking Panadol for the first two days and I was like, Nurofen was like life changing. So, oh, big love, big love. Oh my God, Sarah has a two, tomorrow. has a two. I feel like I need a breakout room for COVID support, people. Oh, tomorrow, my love, I'm so sorry. Have the whole fam got it? Three of you? Yeah. That's good. I know it feels shit, but it's good. Just get it done. I've got so many in my community who are in like back-to-back ISOs, like back in ISO for the third, fourth time. It's it's not fun, but yeah. <laughs> I see you. I know how it feels. What I will say to those of you who have it is, you will come good so quick. You know, it just you feel so awful, and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're good again. Like you bounce, you bounce back. Big love. I, I thought I could see the sames coming through, and I thought it was about Cat's pink Lululemon jacket. <laughs> I didn't know it was about to bid Oh, the times we live in. Okay, I'm just seeing Jody's working hard, not seeing huge financial results. My love, that's tough. Nest has an almost nine month while well, i was getting three teeth at the moment, so that's fun. Cat keeping head together while it's quiet. Yes, I hear you on that. I get it, totally get it. Deb is procrastination. So these are all the challenges that you guys are sharing. Elkist getting started. Yeah. Incorporating passive income goal team. Thank you so much for joining. Okay. So, so keep, keep sharing team. What's the one thing that you could do? I'm not seeing any coming through for some reason. Are you seeing them come through, Laura? People sharing. Ah, they're coming now. That's weird. There's a bit of a time delay. Karin trying to find your lane. You know, I just got goosebumps when I saw that, Karin, what you said, because I feel like bold, darling, is my lane. It just feels I was talking to Jules about it and she was saying, like, you seem really locked in with this. I'm like, this is this is the lane. So I get it, my love. And what I will say to you is that when you find it, it's like, yes, <laughs> full body. Yes. Keep keep looking, my love. Keep looking. And um, Christy's thing is to make tomorrow. Christy not need a day while my partner is home. Yeah, Christy. Love that. So good. And um, Deb is saying allocating a day to not being at work. Yep. Yeah. Gold, 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 gold. Elka, get a night away, please do. Elka's, oh, can I say Elka's expecting? Yes, okay. <sighs> that would have been awkward. Um, so yeah, go, go away for your the rest of your like rest of your pregnancy. <laughs> this what I would say. <laughs> Make the most of it, my love. Corin recently had a few nights away. Yeah, yeah. Book it in, book it in, book it in. Vicky, give yourself a morning out somewhere lovely where you can think. Beautiful, so good, my friends. That's so good. Thank you. And um, now I want to jump on to the next story. Actually, share with me in chat what's been the biggest takeout from Liz's story? Like, what's been the bit that resonated with you? Maybe something I shared about where she was, where she is now, what she's doing, something she shared on an Insta, her Insta story, if you checked it out, her Insta um, grid. What's one thing? Sarah's create the space. Yeah, 100%. And and if she was here, she would say that as well. Sarah, I need more, make more time for planning. Yeah. Hear you, Sharon, identifying where you are and where you want to be. Separate roadmaps, finding balance, new set Oh, I think I'm talking to you this afternoon, Lila. Yay. Um, okay, I'm going to move on. Okay, because I've got two more people I want to share with you. And tell me, is this useful? Like, is this what you came for? Just drop into the chat. Is this thumbs up? Is this helping? Okay, few. That'd be really awkward if you're all just sitting there like this. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I want to share it, Michelle, Michelle's story. So Michelle and I have worked together for one year. And when she called me, so she inquired about. Um, she actually inquired about one-on-one mentoring. And on our initial chat, I said to her, "I actually think a group is something would be better for you right now, just for where she was at right now." And um, so we've been together. We've been together. We've been together in our relationship for a year. Michelle had been running her business, Lantern Partners, for ten years. So she was the classic, you know, incorporate full-on burnout, and and decided that she wanted to create something that was more. Flexible around starting starting a family, so she's got two little girls, um, similar age to 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 Lexi. She's one the same age as Lexi, and one a bit older. And when we chatted on that call, you know, she said, "I've been in business ten years." I was like, "That's amazing." <laughs> we all know the stats of how many businesses fail, you know, in year one, year two, all of the things. And and I said, "You know, that that's that's really really great." You know, well well done. And she said, "Yeah, it's it's good, but I'm I feel like I'm not." sorry one sec i'm just fixing the yeah and um, she said yeah it's great like i've been in business 10 years but i don't feel like i'm progressing i feel like i've kind of been on the same hamster wheel almost for the last few years uh, so that was our, our our mission together was just to help her step out of the of, of the the hamster wheel and i think jody you shared earlier just that idea of Um, You know, working so hard, but not getting the financial return for it, which I think is is going to be familiar with with all of us who have our own businesses at one time or another. Um, The business was very, in terms of sales, was very, very dependent on Michelle's relationships. So referrals, word of mouth, um, kind of her going back and tapping her network for past contacts. It was pretty much solely the money coming in the door was solely dependent on, on her having the coffees, have, which, of course, becomes really challenging um, when we experience this like COVID. And, and we really needed something we identified in our very first intensive session together was that we needed to create more. We needed to cast the net wider, essentially, for her and her business in order for her to, to bring more, more clients in to make more money And for it not to be so labor intensive for her to actually go out there and and get sales, because as you all know, any of you have your own businesses or, you know, if you're employees right now, coffees take time. It's not just the hour to have the coffee meeting. It's the time to set it up. It's the time to get there. It's trying to get parking. It's doing the follow up afterwards. It's very, very labor intensive. And Michelle, as I said, she's also got two small kids. She's got a team of 10. And it was just getting to the point where it's almost getting counterproductive trying to go out there and and win new business. So (laughs) I told her something which she did not like at all in our first one-on-one session. I told her that she needed to grow her profile. Uh, Michelle, just for for context, she's also British. So all that the tall poppy syndrome really jumped up in that that session when I said that to her. But, But my reason my reasoning to her as to why she needed to grow her profile was that when she was going and, and having these coffee meetings or, you know, even if they were referrals, there were still almost like cold leads, you know, people that she was calling, trying to get meetings in with were were reasonably cold leads. And, and it was, there was a very small ecosystem, I guess, of, of these leads for her. So there was a couple of reasons that I was really encouraging her to grow her profile. Uh, the first, Was that it would do that thing. As I said, the cast the net wider for her to to, to get more more clients and leads into her business. Um, The second thing was that in doing that, she's going to be more visible to to people. And, And thirdly, it's going to lower buyers' resistance. So I learned about buyers' resistance very, very early in very early days of my first business. And what it means is that you know when you go to a store and you're walking around and you're just having a little perusal, you don't want to be bothered, you don't need anyone asking what you need, and the sales assistant says, "Hey, you know, not hey, but hi, can I help you?" And you go, "It's okay, I'm just looking." You know that? Okay, I'm just looking. Our buyer's resistance is really, really high, and that's exactly the experience that anyone has when they when they're buying from us in our business uh, is is that they've got buyer's resistance. We're all used to, you know, getting the sales call on our on our, on our phones. Um, we're used to getting hassled when we walk into a store. Um, we're used to someone, you know, if, if it's professional services, like maybe it's a mortgage broker, an insurance broker, whatever it might be, you know, feeling like we're getting the sale pushed on us. We've got buyer's resistance wired in. It's just because our brains are, 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 are negatively biased. It's, it's just part and parcel of who we are. Okay. So what building our profile does is it, of course, makes us more visible, but it also lowers buyer's resistance. So that when we do have the call or we do have the meeting or we do get the sales email, that we feel like we are more positively predisposed to someone when our buyer's resistance is lower. So for each of us, if we go out and build our profile and people start to get to know us, you know, I find it really amazing how when I start working with a mentee, for example, or someone joins a program and they're part of a group mentoring session and they message me afterwards and say, like, you're exactly like I thought you'd be on on your podcast. It's because their buyer's resistance is lower. Like they feel like they know me. I've built trust. We need to see our customers and our clients' bank accounts. Like It's it's like trust capital. So the more we can deposit into that trust capital bank account, the more likely they are to, to buy from us. So building a profile, I believe it's something, it's not optional. We have got to do it as part of our businesses for all of the reasons that I've just shared. But as I shared, Michelle was... <laughs> I think it's putting it like it's under egging it. If I say she was resistant, like she was a hard, I'm not doing that. No fucking way. I'm not doing any, I'm not, I'm not doing any of the things you want me to do. And I'm like, I haven't even told you what I want you to do yet. (laughs) She, She was so incredibly resistant, but we started with small steps. First of all, she started to post more regularly on LinkedIn. That was the first thing she did. And, and, and I'll, t- I'll talk about kind of where, where she's at now in a few minutes. So first step, she started to post more regularly on LinkedIn. Her business, it's, it's a virtual CFO business. LinkedIn is like her, her happy stomping ground. That's where her customers are. That's where her clients are. For you and your business, it might be Instagram. Like for me, I, I have to say, I, I, I hate <laughs> I hate LinkedIn. I don't enjoy being on there. It just doesn't seem to gel with my business, with my community. For me, it's Instagram. And what I would always say to you as well is choose one platform that you feel like you really enjoy being on rather than forcing yourself to be on a platform if you actively hate it um, and choose one and do it well. With with platforms, it's quality over quantity. Yeah. Focus on the one that's really going to deliver the goods and that you enjoy being on. And it's this weird thing. You know, if I was getting great results on LinkedIn and I was really enjoying it, I would have stayed on there and been really active on there. Yeah. So, so just remember, positive, success breeds success as well. You'll be so much more likely to be on a platform if you're posting on there, you're getting a response, you're getting like a feel for what your community wants from you on there. You'll be more likely to spend time on there. Okay. she started to post more regularly on LinkedIn. She also said yes to podcast interviews. She had said no to podcast interviews. (laughs) And I think about six months into our work together, so we've worked together in like three different formats. Now she works with me for the year. So she's like an annual mentee this year. And and she got asked by an old business mentor of her, hers to appear on the podcast. And she messaged me. And she's like, freaking out. Like, I've been asked to be in a podcast. I'm too afraid. I don't know what to do. And I said, you were saying this. You were saying yes. And I think we used our next two sessions as almost like practice to not role playing the, the interview, but helping her shift her mindset so she felt confident showing up and doing that session. Um. <laughs> I feel so bad for her. The the interview, her her former um, business coach or, or mentor, men- mentor had booked out a podcast studio for the whole day. So her name is Margie and she block books like her podcast interviews for the whole for the whole month on one day. So Michelle's sitting there, her and I've been texting, like I'm doing the pep talk, the voice message pep talk. And and then she goes quiet. So I'm like, cool. She's she's gone into the studio, it's all happening. And I messaged her about forty-five minutes later, going, "Oh my god, dying to know how did it go? Your first podcast interview." And she messaged me. She's like, "Oh my god, Lorraine, I can't believe it. Eloise, her eldest daughter, ran through a glass window just before she was due to go on the interview, and she's like, obviously I had to drop everything and just leave." And we were like, "No!" Like she was so um, she was so ready. And um, Eloise was fine. She had like cuts on her chin, which have all healed. Thank God. It was so much. I mean, it was the best possible outcome that you could have had. Um, but I think it's just an example, isn't it, of how life curveballs gets in the w- way of our businesses. You know, two of you on here have had the bid. Any of us who have it, like it's it's a curveball that, that, that we need to navigate. And um, so she went back into the interview two weeks later. I listened to it. She was amazing. And, and I interviewed, I asked her back on, on my show, asked her on my show and, and, and she did two interviews. So they were small steps, right? The next thing, and I planted the seed six months ago because I figured out with Michelle, that you need to plant the seed like six months before. And then six months later, she's like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> and I said, I think you need to be entering awards. Like you've built this awesome business, you know, this business that's, uh, yeah, solely women. She only, not, not it's not a, a policy, but she employs women. Um, It's fully remote, And, and I said, you know, it's time for you to start, start sharing your success and and entering awards. So she's finally just entered, she's entered um, an accountancy awards and she's entered three categories. So I'm like all the gold stars. I'm like flinging virtual gold stars down the WhatsApp at her. So just remember it's the little wins. Okay. Because what happened then she started to have wins from these three things. She started to get more interactions on her LinkedIn posts. So that made her want to post more. Um, She got some really good feedback. She got two new business leads out of my interview with her alone. You know, she started to, remember, success breeds success. So she started to, she was putting herself out there, and then she started to experience the benefit of putting herself out there. And then it becomes this self-perpetuating positive feedback loop as well. In terms of her results, so her her revenue has gone up 30% just in the last six months, which is amazing. Yeah. We would all love for that to happen. However, I think what's even more exciting is that 30% growth. Um, just to give you some context, something myself and Michelle did um, at the start of this year was we created tiers for her clients. Because I think if we look at a, a goal, like we go, I want to make 250K in my business this year. And we can look at that goal going, oh, that's really scary. And something I learned in my first business, I did this very early on, was I created tiers for my clients. So for me, for example, in my first business, a tier one client was fifty thousand dollars plus, a tier two client was twenty-five thousand dollars plus, a tier three client was fifteen K plus, and a tier four client was everything under 15k. And and what that helped me do then was when I looked at my big goal, because back then it was to make a million dollars in 12 months. What I then could see was like, okay, well, and I'm I'm doing the maths really badly here because I'm I'm I wasn't actually going to talk about this point, but I think it's important. I would say, okay, I need 10 tier one clients, I need 20 tier two clients, I need 15 tier three. So for each of you who have your own businesses here, and, and as you're starting, because I know a couple of you are in the early days of, of new businesses, think from day one about what are those tiers for you? Because it's a really good way of breaking down the big scary financial goals in our in our businesses. Okay. So Michelle and I articulated what are her four tiers in a, in a meeting room in the city in January. So what I think is really exciting is that 30% growth has come from new tier one and new tier two clients. Yeah, it's the big ones. <laughs> Wade calls them the whales. You know, there's something that could feed your family for a long time, <laughs> essentially. Um, so she, she has landed, you know, some really, really big whales. And, and that has grown her business. And as we all know, the biggest clients, the highest paying clients are the ones that are, are the least the least headache, yeah? It's the small, tiny ones that you know you should have said no to that turn out to be the biggest headaches. So that is really, really exciting for, for, for Michelle. And she attributes that growth purely down to growing her profile. Because what's happening now is people are contacting her who weren't, remember I talked about the net? There are people contacting her now who weren't in that net six months ago. And also when they contact her, they're almost already sold because they've listened to the podcast interview or they've seen her LinkedIn posts or they've seen the video or that she's reading the emails that she's sending out regularly. Their buyer's resistance is lowered, which means she can convert them to paying clients much more easily and much more effectively. So think about for you sitting where you're sitting right now. What's one thing that you could do to raise your profile in your industry or to start the early seeds of a profile if it's something you haven't focused on at all yet? What's your one thing that you could do to raise your profile? And jump into chat. Would love, love, love to see, see that as well. And I'm just checking in on, on questions. Sarah is 100% is helping. Sarah's going to be thumbs up. Sharon's a yes. Okay, gold. Lauren, that's gold. Really hit home. Lauren, what what hit home? Let me know. Okay, like get back to consistently releasing your podcast episodes. Yes, for sure. And also thinking about podcast swaps. I'm talking to a few other peeps about um, doing interviews. I actually did it with Sharon um, earlier on this year where we recorded an interview and it lived on her podcast and mine. And um, I'm talking to Lola Berry. Those of you, Some of you might know um, the nutritionist Lola Berry. So we're going to record two hours of podcast. The first hour is for her for her show. And the second hour is for me for my show. So think about it. They're really efficient things that you can do as well. Portia, LinkedIn, profile, post regularly. Yes. Yeah, Sarah's already overwhelmed. <laughs> I get it. So I think the thing with this, right, is when I'm talking about building your profile, it can feel really, really overwhelming. I totally get that. But I think what's really important to do is to be really focused on the stuff that's actually going to help your business. And the bonus that I'm going to share with you at the end is going to help help you do that to get really, really clear on that. Lucette, finish reading your writing. No writing your book. Yes, yes, yes. Rhiannon, yes. Love that. Love that. Because then it becomes reciprocal. Yeah. Love that. Okay. And um, I'm going to jump on because I still want to tell you about Lucy and I still want to answer some questions as well. So with Lucy, so Lucy and I started working together three years ago. She was a one woman band. Uh, she had started her business to fit around her, her family. She was planning on starting a family. Um, But her eldest is now 19. So (laughs) she had stayed with the consultancy model for, for quite a long time. And purely because she found the consultancy model was challenging enough without trying to bring on team members, bring in extra, you know, bring in more clients, grow the business. And I think that's a trap that a lot of us fall into that we feel like, like, I'm already overwhelmed. I'm already struggling with this business. I'm already not making enough money. If I grow the business, then I'm pretty much just, you know, ten buying the amount of stress and pain and problems that I have in my world, and that doesn't have to be the case. When we scale our businesses intentionally, with the right support around us, with the right advice, the right the the, the right tools, the right roadmaps, it all becomes exponentially easier. And I just I just feel like there's a few of you on this session who need to hear that. Like it doesn't need to be painful. I'm not saying it's going to be painless. <laughs> But it doesn't need to be painful every every day, which is what I think what I know Lucy was experiencing when we started working together. So she had pretty much built a consultancy model. Clients paid to get her, essentially. And and that that was the business model. The, the, every, everything came to her. All roads came to Lucy back then. And and she came to me because honestly, she was really tired. You know, she'd been doing this for, for almost 20 years. She was feeling really tired. And she was also feeling pretty lost. You know, she knew she wanted to make more money. She wanted more time and so on. But she just didn't know, you know, talking about the roadmap, she didn't know what the roadmap was to, to get her to that point of, of where she wanted to go. Um, so what we did, some things. Actually, no, let me tell you where she's at right now. She's got a team of five. She is, I was going to say she's living in her office. She's not living in her office, but she has a beautiful office in North Sydney, and and her time, the vast majority of her time is spent on the potent things for her business. So you get what I mean about, about potency, yeah? It's about the stuff that in her is in her superpowers. I talked about superpowers on the flow framework session last week. And it's the potent stuff that moves her business forward. And for her, that's business strategy, it's sales, it's leading and developing her team, and, and it's creating her IP. She's got this incredible body of IP called CAM called communication. And and that's, you know, Lucette, you talked about writing your book like that's Lucy's book in, in, in that space. And she's got time to enjoy her family. She's got time to enjoy her husband. Her husband, Aaron, works with her in the business as well. There's just I think the biggest thing that I've seen change for Lucy in the last three years is there's more spaciousness. And, and who here would like more spaciousness? <laughs> I, I know I would. I just myself and Laura just went through my calendar for April and we're just like, oh. <laughs> So if anyone wants to send some spaciousness over this way in April, that, that would be amazing. I'm like, but you know, that's the thing, right? I'm going to have a really big month in my business. And straight away, I mean, of course, you do the spin out and go, oh, how am I going to deal? And I know how I'm going to deal. Like the, the tank filling, the energy management needs to rise. You know, my, my business activity is going to increase in April. And that just means then that everything I do in order to support myself needs to to rise to meet that. Yeah. I don't lower what I'm doing. This is the business. I'm not lowering what I'm doing in the business. I'm right. I'm raising what I'm doing to support myself in the business, okay? And I can talk to you about that um, separately another time if you would like me to. So what Lucy and I did, first of all, the very, 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 very first thing to do, and I'm happy to share this. Just give me a yes if you'd like this in the, in the chat as well. This isn't the bonus, but I'm happy to include this as a bonus as well. First thing we did was a time task audit. So those of you who know me from Love Club, we worked together one-on-one. It's a spreadsheet uh, that pretty much gets you to do a brain dump of everything that you do in your business. And then you, are, you, um, you choose one of four columns. So you've got four columns. You've got continue doing it because it's potent. It's in the highest and best use of your time and the business's time for you to do that. And um, so you continue doing it. You stop doing it because it's just pointless. Like it might be a report that you write for a client and you know they haven't read it for three years. You know, you could probably stop doing that. And third thing is you delegate it. So you delegate it to a team member. If there's someone in your team who can do that, if it's not the potent use of your time. And and the fourth thing you can do is you can outsource it. Yeah. Our dinner ladies order arrived last night. Like I am not cooking. I have outsourced cooking for this week because I've got so many calls with New Bowl darling mentors members, which is awesome. And so just as a small example, like I know this week that the cooking needed to go like dinner ladies is cooking, (laughs) Lex is like, are we having dinner ladies tonight, Mama? And then when we go for walks around our neighborhood, like we spot like all the other people who get dinner ladies and she sees them and say, Mama, they get dinner ladies too. <laughs> like, like a dinner ladies treasure hunt where, where, where we live. Okay, so we, we do one of four things with those things on that list, time task order, right? We continue doing it, we stop doing it, we delegate it or we outsource it. Yeah, they're the four things that we do. Very first thing myself and Lucy did is we did that time task audit. Because I needed to uncover and she needed to see what was the stuff that was actually a potent juice of her time versus the stuff that if she hired a team member, she could actually get them to do that for her. Yeah. OK. So we did the time task. Audit, lots of yeses. Um, Laura, can you just make a note to include that when we send the follow up email as well? Thank you. And um, the second thing we did is we realized we needed to reposition the business as an agency. Because she was operating as a consultant, people, clients, she had essentially trained her clients to only get her because it was the Lucy, Lucy consultancy. It was literally called the LKB consultancy. So Lucy, okay, oh, I don't know what her middle name is, Lucy Beta consultancy. So very early on in our very, very first session, I saw, I saw the, the, the opportunity for her to re, re, reposition the business. And from that, then it became the LKB agency. It's a, it's a, a communications um, business. And um, so corporate comms, change management and so on. And, and then there was a rebrand off that. So clients were, commu- it was communicated to clients that we're now building an agency. We've got this first team member coming and this, they unveiled the new branding and the new website. So there was very much a line in the sand for that repositioning. Does that make sense? Can you just give me a hand up. Does that make sense why we did that repositioning? Yeah, goals Thanks team. All right. The third thing we did was rebrand, as I mentioned the fourth thing we did is we created a team roadmap. So when I uh, probably this is probably about three months into our work together, once we had to kind of nail the other things and um, we created. And I think this was really, really cool how myself and Lucy did this. We created what the team needed to look like in three years time in order for her to deliver what she wanted to create, to deliver what you want to deliver. But then we created like horizons underneath that. So we created if we were sitting like where we were sitting that day and we created it, we created like what's the six month timeline? What, what does the horizon look like? What does the team need to look like then in six months time? There was the one year horizon and there was the three year horizon. Because if you create your org structure for two, three years time, it can be really overwhelming. You're like, first of all, going, how the hell am I going to like pay all these people? Which is <laughs> the first thing. And um, But secondly, how am I actually going to have the time to train and develop, particularly if you've only got one or two team members right now? Like that's that's really intimidating. So I think breaking it down to horizons was really, really helpful. So at any one time, and myself and Lucy's work together, and again, she signed up as as an annual mentee this year as well, we have a timeline now that we're working to. There's a a horizon that we're working to for the end of this year with who she wants to have in her business to support her. So having horizons with your team roadmap, I think can be really, really helpful to break it down. And just remember, that team doesn't have to be full-time permanent employees. It could be a VA who supports one part of your business, and then in time, you want a VA to support another part. So don't think you know we need to move into this new paradigm and this new gig economy. I've outsourced the cooking this week. You know That involved placing an online order on Saturday evening. There's ways that you can outsource things. There's people who, who can take the hats off you and wear it in your life and your business. It doesn't need to be full-time permanent employees, okay? So if your org structure is fully made up of five different VAs in 12 months' time, gold. You know, that's what's going to work for you in your business. Can I just drop a nugget here? Because it's something I've learned in my business and that I've shared with a lot of mentees. When you are hiring into your business, you need to hire the people who you need in six months time, not the people that you need right now in your business. It's a big mistake that I know I've made and I've seen a lot of people make is that sense of, oh, well, like these are my burning, you know, this is the the business is on fire in these three areas. Therefore, I'm going to hire for these three areas. It's a shift we need to make from reacting to what's going on our business in our business to being proactive. Okay. And the fact is, any of you who've hired people, whether it's in, you know, an employee in a role that you're in or it's in your own business, you will know it takes three to six months for someone to start earning their keep anyway. It takes three to six months for them to get their feet onto the desk and feel like they're really like giving you back time and energy and headspace. So why would you not hire for the person you need in six months? It's probably going to be like investing a bit more. But it's the person ultimately that you need. And perfect example for me, when um, I hired Michelle Broadbent back in May 2018, I needed a VA. Like back then, all I really needed in terms of the level of support I needed was a VA. But I knew that in six months' time, I was going to need a business manager. So I just spit the bullet and I hired the business manager then. And then in six months' time, I wasn't then going, reactively going, shit, I've, you know, I've got a VA, it's not supporting me enough. I, I got the business manager, Okay. Hire for the person you need, hire, hire people for the business you need and want in six months' time, not the business that you have right now. It's a really, really big nugget that I wanted to share with you. The other thing we did, and very similar to Liz, is we got really intentional about how Lucy could fill her tank. And same as Liz, I feel like there's a bit of a pattern <laughs> emerging. Every three months, um, and this, every three months, Lucy was going away for a night to do her, her quarterly business planning. And, and just remember, I hope I don't need to say this to anyone. That is a business expense. Yes. That night in the hotel, the room service, the massage is a business expense. And if your accountant has any problems with that, let me know and I'll introduce you to my accountant. That is all business expense. Yeah. 100% business expense there. Um, I think I'd be pushing it if I put the dinner ladies orders on the business, but, um, <laughs> I, I try, I, I do what I can. Okay. So. Lucy was doing, sorry, lost I think my right ear is like half the size of my left ear because this keeps falling out. So time filling. So every quarter, um, Lucy was taking her away for business. We've tweaked her plan now this year. So what she's actually doing is every quarter and I'm like, oh, for teenage teenage children. And she's going away. One weekend, she's going away with her husband a quarter. So her and Aaron can have like non-business time together and non-fan time. And she's going away with her girlfriends once a quarter and she's going away and doing her business planning once a quarter as well. If I had have told Lucy that she would be doing that three years ago or even two years ago, she would have been, like, she, would have, she wouldn't have. She would believe me. But she has built her business to this time and to give her back the, the time, the space, and also the money in order for her to, to invest in doing those things, okay? Um, Ness is saying we need a good bookkeeper. Yes, goals. Okay, so of Lucy's story, What is the one thing that's resonated for you from Lucy's story? What's been the thing that you've gone? Yes, I should do that in my business. Or what's the thing that you've gone? Holy shit, that's really amazing that she achieved that. Let me know in the chat. What's one thing that's resonated from Lucy's story? Oh, I knew I'd do this. I want to do time for questions. And I kept thinking of nuggets that I wanted to share with all of you. Rhiannon, she has more time now to go away once a month, basically. Yeah, she is incredible. Yeah. Building profiles important. Sarah says the three quarterly breaks consultancy to agency. Yeah. Sarah, tank filling, shower and hire people I need in six months time. Goals. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yes. Goals. I'm so glad this is resonating team. This is brilliant. And so there's a couple of commonalities, right? Between their stories. I'm going to take my jacket off, but I'm not. Okay. A couple of commonalities. One is these women did the work. Yeah. They made the commitments. They showed up. And I have to tell you, and the, the biggest, the other hard truth that I want to share with you is that this wasn't easy for them. You know, I have had every single one, mm, yeah, I was going to say, have I seen Michelle cry? I have once. Uh, I've seen every single one of them cry at once, one time or another. Yeah. Like, it's not easy. And I think we think, you know, the healing and the growth, it's really nice and easy. And it's like, you know, sand baths and meditation. And then it's, you know, just putting together some pretty post-its and it becomes easy. It's not easy. What I've seen firsthand with each of those three women, it's not easy, but they've shown up and they've done the work and they've made it happen. You know, we've talked about, it. I hope you've got a picture of the highs, but also the, the challenges that they've experienced in that as well. But it's possible. You know, if you're sitting there right now and you're in that, I want to ask you to put your hands up, um, in that overwhelm mode with your business where you're just feeling like, like I have done in the past, written a list of people who might be interested in buying my business because I was so done with it. It is possible, yeah, with the right support, the right roadmap and having you right. I think that's the most important thing. Get you good, get your mindset good, your energy good and anything, absolutely anything is possible. So I really wanted to share that with you that none of the problems that you're experiencing right now are insurmountable and none of them are special. I like telling people that they're not special (laughs) but I mean it very kindly, okay? Because I think often when we get into that rut of like something's really shit in our businesses or our lives, we tend to feel like it's we're the only ones that's experiencing that, yeah. And I know from the work that I do with women, nothing, not one of you could share something on this session, and I would say, yeah, I, have, I haven't seen that yet. Like it's, unless it's something to do with margins or aliens or something like that. I I, I feel like I've probably seen it all at this point, five years into into my mentoring and experiencing that myself. And what bull well, Darling is, it's 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 been. I feel like Bold Darling is like a giant listening exercise. It's like everything that I've heard from mentees just like you in the last five years in, in an annual program, everything from how I'm going to approach these masterclasses to the experts, to having Michelle involved, to the templates, it's all there. It's all based out of listening to, to, to my mentees, just like Liz, like Michelle, um, and like Lucy. Um, and if you're not aware already, doors are open until Thursday. They're closing on Thursday night. And myself and Laura just opened up some more time for those calls. If you know me and, and you already know, like, this is it, I'm good for the personal experience. Like we don't need to have the call. I just feel like I wanted to say that. Um, Cause a couple of my mentees have gone, look, look, I'm I'm good. Like I'm, I just, I just want to sign up straight away. So don't feel like that call is a block. If you're like, yeah, I'm in. And for personal experience, go, go for goal. Just, just do your application and put it in the, in the notes that you don't, you don't feel like you need a call but I do have lots more time. We've freed up, I think, six more hours, I think, Laura, this week for calls. Yeah, I think we've got another six hours for chats. So if you're not sure, please just have a chat. Even if we have a chat and we agree, look, maybe not for you right now, but at the next intake, that 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 would be gold. <laughs> and I feel bad for those of you with COVID. I'm very happy to talk quietly <laughs> if you've got the bid right now. Um, Now, I promised you a bonus. Laura, would you mind popping a link to the bonus in there? And also a link to Ball Darling, actually, as well, my love. That would be great. Um, So what I'm going to share with you in terms of a bonus, is it's my dream bio tool. So bio being my biography. This is what I did in the very, very early days when I was just planning my first business. And it's essentially a, a roadmap for you on your profile. So we'll step you through a series of questions around what, what, what are the different parts? If you were to like write your dream bio. So in two years time, you sat down and I'd invited you on my podcast. And I said, can you send me your bio? And you sent it through. This is going to help you build that. It's a series of questions. And then I ask you on page two to actually sit there and write your bio. And I would really suggest you do that. A, because you're going to get really clear. Okay. What are the things that are going to, am I going to focus on? You know, someone said earlier, like getting, building their profile is but overwhelming, which I get. This will help alleviate that. And also it's a manifesting tool. You know, there's a reason we do vision boards. There's a reason that we write down our goals. It's because we want to, to manifest, yeah? Um, so that's, that's, that's the, the bonus that, that we will be sharing with you. Um, I'm just going to look at a question. Rihanna's asking when the next intake would be yet, yeah, please. Um, it will not be earlier than July. So uh, I'm just trying to figure that out at the moment because I'm planning a bowl darling retreat. So I'm just figuring all that out at the moment. And there's two other things that I want to do underneath bowl darling. So I just want to get those live before we do the other intake. And also, mm-hmm. honestly, I just want to settle this first group in really, really, really well together. Um, so, yeah, July um around then. Ryan and Mon hold me to it. Yeah. Uh, OK, team, I'm just looking. Um, Laura, did I miss questions? Probably. I didn't. OK, few, 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 few. I was just trying to weigh up, should I answer individual questions, or should I share the biggest nuggets that I've shared uh, helped the most mentees? So I chose the, the 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 second, and I hope that's okay. Okay, cool. Laura has just Laura, and um, would you just put it in as a separate link if that makes sense? Thank you so much, and would love for you to apply for Bull Darling. um I feel like just everything you're sharing in terms of comments, it's it's for you, yeah. so so please jump in. We'd love to see you in there. And as always, thank you so much for joining today. It's been so good to see you. Bye. Much love. Have a great afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's bonus episode. I really hope that you got lots of nuggets for your life and business out of what I shared in that masterclass. And remember that Bold Darling doors are open until Thursday, the 31st of March. Please do get your application in. I can help you build a successful business without sacrificing yourself in the process. We'll be back to the Friday schedule from this week. Until then, much love. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website LorraineMurphy.com.au If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.